Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani coming uh, to you uh, live, and we're we're in the uh, in the middle of an unbelievable crime epidemic in America. Every city I check with, every city I talk to, I'm constantly getting calls about what can we do about crime? How can we reduce it? Why is it going up so much? I could be, I'll tell you, just in the last 24 hours, I had uh, conversations about uh, Los Angeles, California, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Rochester, uh, New York, New York, of course, Philadelphia, and what was the last? Miami. Well, that, I could substitute another 15, 20 cities. Almost all of them would have in common two, two things. Uh, they're run by Democrat mayors who have very strange uh, ideas that are very favorable to criminals and very unfavorable to victims. And they have district attorneys who are even worse. They have district attorneys who were planted there starting in 2015 by George Soros, uh, who uh, have over a period of uh, whatever number of years they've been there, uh, released numerous criminals who, who are now the reason why crime is so high, because those people that otherwise would have been in prison are now out on the streets shooting people, shooting children, selling drugs, doing whatever it is they get away with. Uh, and, uh, and then when they do it again, they're put out on the street over, all over again. Uh, so it's not a it's not as if there are totally different reasons in these different places for why crime is going up. Sometimes when you face an issue like crime in a country as complex as America, there could be very, very different reasons in different parts of the country. And there are some differences, but there there is a continuity that runs through this. And it's very hard, you know, to, to say this, particularly if you're a Republican, which I am. But. This is associated with Democrat policies. Specific Democrat policies cause the crime epidemic in America. If the Democrat Party did not have those policies, and if it changed those policies, America would return to being uh, a much safer uh, place to live. That is certainly true of New York, which I know best, but it's also true of other, of other places around the country. And we'll get into that as we uh, go along. And, of course, make sure you stay tuned for our um, final thoughts that are brought to you by Tunnel to Towers at the end, where uh, we hope to give you some really uh, good advice about how to analyze this and how to, how, to, how, to, how to deal with it, because, after all, we've got to keep ourselves safe until changes, until changes can be made. Uh, also, today, of course, we saw that Justice Breyers uh, resigned from the Supreme Court, not unexpected. The pressure from the left wing on him was uh, uh, open and notorious. And, and um, oh, gosh, what else would I say, say about it? Um, quite obvious. And they wanted him out because he's old and they figure he's going to die pretty soon and they want somebody on there. That can be very young. I really can't criticize that because Republicans, of course, uh, do the same thing. Um, although I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Hard for me to think of a case where there's been that much pressure on one singular judge to leave. Bryce has gotten a lot of pressure to leave, and 
didn't seem to want to do it a year ago, and now now he's 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 agreed to it. Uh, and he will he will uh, finish out this term, as I understand it. And uh, basically, Biden has already very 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 much restricted uh, his uh, uh, field of choice in a way that appears to me quintessentially un-American, and that is he will only pick a black woman. You know, that, that's not unconstitutional to, to, to say that. But uh, countries have um, values, constitutional values. And one of those values is, you know, to select someone, you know, for the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Of course, that is a paraphrase of Dr. Martin Luther King or any person who really is not a racist. To pick someone based on skin color as the primary criterion is probably the quintessential definition of a racist. So he, he has limited himself to uh, a woman and the black. And uh, it may be that among women and blacks, there is the best possible candidate at this time for the court. There certainly are some excellent candidates. But it also may be possible that that's not so right at this moment, that there might be others that are more qualified and and should be at least be allowed to be considered in a broader, more American way of looking at things. But he's limited himself to a black woman, and I suspect he's going to keep this promise. He's broken so many others. I can't imagine he'd break this one. I mean, it would... It would um, I, I don't know his base. They seem all kind of crazy to me, but uh, I would think this would kind of do, do him in. So there are two judges that fit the academic... Um, qualifications, um, qualifications that actually Democrats have fought about quite a bit. So it would be interesting to see both, both of them are what we would call Ivy League, uh, part of the Supreme Court Law Clerk Club, which is essentially what um, progressive Democrats have complained is just a little bit too much of a club. Judge uh, Brown uh, Jackson Ketanji Brown Jackson, who's 51, was a law clerk uh, to Breyers on the D.C. Circuit. Uh, strangely, she replaced Garland on the D.C. District when Garland became, <laughs> I, I can almost hesitate calling him attorney general, um, the head of the Biden police, I think would be more uh, the right way to say it. Um, she's got the qualifications, law review, uh, law, law review at... Um, at Harvard, cum laude at Harvard, uh, A.B. from Radcliffe. She was a public defender. No doubt she's going to be left. Uh, don't can't, can't tell you I know her work in detail. I'll find out more about it. But public defender is usually a pretty good indication that they are quite left. A lot of the Soros uh, DAs were public defenders and nothing else but that and have no instincts as, as prosecutors but as people that want to get criminals out of jail. The other is Leondra Kruger, who's 45. Both, both of these are the kind of ages that you'd want for the Supreme Court, right? She's uh, Harvard under, Yale Law School editor of the Law Review. Don't know if that means she's an editor or the editor-in-chief, but in any event, that certainly more than qualifies you for the court. She clerked for John Paul Stevens, and she's worked at several Washington law firms, big ones, Wilma Cutler, Hale and Dorr. Now, she's argued 12 cases in front of the Supreme Court, and she's presently on the Supreme Court of California, appointed by Governor Brown. So there are going to be a lot more 
people considered. There's going to be a lot of criticism that he's limited it to black women. Uh, but uh, it, I don't know their political decision-making and how, how far from uh, decent uh, uh, legal interpretation it is. But if you're just talking about paper qualifications, they sure have them. Bo- both of them do. Uh, Ukraine has uh, got to be keeping you up at night. If you have relatives there, you have concern there, uh, or or surrounding areas. You know, my uh, d- daughter-in-law is from Lithuania. Gosh, I'm so proud of Lithuania. Lithuania is standing up to to China. Whoa! I uh, I asked um, I asked Z, uh, that's my son, Andrew, Andrew's wife, if the, you know, the head of Lithuania considered being president of the United States. I mean, he's standing up to, to, to China because he hasn't gotten any money from China like Biden did. Uh, but the Ukraine, if, if they're not getting for, ready for war in the Ukraine, they're getting ready for a movie that looks like a war. Uh, uh, Putin keeps uh, putting more troops there. Somewhere it noted there's now a record number of troops on the border. I don't know record compared to what. Uh, I guess since the Second World War, I would say, when, of course, a lot of people, many many Russians and many Germans died in Ukraine. Um, but he's now basically has Ukraine surrounded with a, a fairly uh, obvious uh, uh, road to Kiev, which would give him the state capital at the same time. Uh, the U.S. has added six U.S. Uh, F-15E fighters. They've been sent to the 48th Fighter Wing in Estonia, which is right there. Estonia, you know, right, right next to uh, the troubled area. Um, Putin is basically now filling in in uh, Belarus, which again is right next to uh, Ukraine, and. Um, and Biden is also considering deploying really a huge number of U.S. troops to Eastern Europe, not to Ukraine. Uh, that seems to be clearly put off limits, putting troops in Ukraine, because the feeling is that that would create an all-out war of some kind with, with Russia. But we're also getting help from Denmark, Spain, France. They are also committing, um, and Romania, real, real uh, forces, not, not just... Sometimes our allies uh, give us lip service, but this, you know, this is something that affects them too. Russia's control of Europe, which um, I know our our um, uh, European allies who who were kind of anxious to be getting uh, to be getting Biden because uh, Trump was kind of tough on them, now are thinking twice about that because they feel that Biden is no match for Putin. I mean, he has already taken military uh, option off the table which even as a matter of leverage is a really dumb and stupid thing to do. They were totally shocked when he caved in for nothing on the, uh, on the pipeline. And then uh, separately, but gives you a sense, you know, the withdrawal from Afghanistan was the withdrawal of a weak uh, double-crossing uh, nation. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what it was. And the removal of the Bagram Air Force Base was astonishing. Astonishing when you consider that we're moving these troops close to Russia. So being close to your enemy is of extreme strategic value. We had an airbase 400 miles 
from China. And we gave it up for nothing, which gives you some sense of the stupidity, the vast and un... Uh, uh, how would you describe it? Uh, completely indescribable stupidity of this administration, which uh, doesn't seem to have any idea of how to protect our national security. So we'll be back in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a few minutes, and we'll go into all of these and more and take your telephone calls. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show, and together, with common sense, we'll get to the truth. The 77 WABC Online Store. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Go to WABC Radio Store. COVID-19 is about to hit home. To pay for mountains and federal aid, the government has printed massive amounts of money, dramatically weakening the U.S. dollar. According to some of the brightest minds on Wall Street, your money is about to hit a wall. That means inflation, reduced purchasing power, and a shrinking portfolio. Mass money printing is a currency killer, and China could not be happier. Call now for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand. Learn about debt cycles, hyperinflation, and the dollar's expiration date. Yes, it's an expiration date. Most importantly, see if you qualify to trade your dollars for gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit. Call 1-88204-2141. The Chinese virus has crushed the American dollar. Please don't let it crush you. The world's largest hedge fund says diversify now. Call 1-88204-2141 for a free copy of the dollar's last stand and see if you qualify Paper bucks being exchanged for solid gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit, and do it now. Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with you. And I want to uh, commend my good friend John Castamatidis and Everybody at WABC, all, all of my uh, colleagues, uh, 70, 77 WABC listeners, you know, are following the fatal shooting of NYPD officers Jason Rivera and Wilbert Moore. It's more important than ever to show our police the support and respect that we have for them. This Friday, 77 WABC is asking all Americans to stand and take a moment of silence for one minute at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to honor True heroes, police officers Jason Rivera and police officer Wilbert Mora. You can also show your support for officers Rivera, officer Mora, their family, friends, and all police personnel by heading over to wabcradio.com slash pin to get a free 77 WABC Back the Blue pin. Once you get your pin, take a selfie and post it to your social media with the hashtag 77 WABC. B-T-B. That's number 77 WABC B-T-B. And let the world know that you back the blue. That's WABCradio.com slash pin for a free 77 WABC back the blue pin. And join 77 WABC in showing your support for the police. So we also have a report that two police officers were shot in uh, in St. Louis. And after the break, I will get you all of the details of that. Because we're in this together. 
this is not a nation. This is not a singular thing, you know, uh, to the East Coast, West Coast, or whatever. This is a uh, nationwide crime epidemic, which includes an epidemic of uh, assassinating our police officers. And um, so, you know, during the time that we in New York have been concerned, rightly so, with our offices, other places have had, you know, similar situations. And we're in this together. And therefore, we should learn how to stand together and fight it because we're stronger than they are if and when we want to be. You know, if you need, if you need to see how bad things are uh, in, in, uh, in New York, the actor Michael Rappaport, uh, who just, I guess, uh, fortuit- fortuitously on the Upper East Side was uh, walking along, uh, he... He was able to uh, completely capture a robbery. I will call it a brag robbery. This is the kind of robbery you, you commit because now uh, this attorney Bragg has told you you can do these without a penalty of going to prison. Now, if you think I'm exaggerating, I will tell you uh, there's no one that understands crime statistics in the depth that I do since I've been doing it since – 81 with President Reagan for the Attorney General's Task Force on Violent Crime with, uh, with Professor Wilson and then used it for Comstat and then used it for other countries for m- many years. There's a statistic in the first two-week Comstat report that comes right out of Bragg's very irresponsible, dangerous uh, memo after two days in office. And that's the 160% increase in auto theft. A 160% increase in auto theft is almost like every car is getting stolen. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but why did that get increased? Why did that get increased as opposed to, you know, something else? Because that fits very nicely into you got a really good chance of no bail. you got a really good chance of not being put in prison. And you have a really good chance of a non-incarceration sentence, particularly as against the risk of getting caught and the amount of money you can make for it. Similarly, grand larceny went up 60 to 70 percent. In other words, the, uh, the Bragg-exempted crimes went through the roof. Well, I mean, that's essentially what Michael Rappaport captured uh, on tape. A guy uh, walking in and uh, walking out with everything in the store, passing the security guy. We'll be back after the break. We'll go into more detail on this. Don't forget the final thoughts. It's going to be very, very significant today. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, I have a uh, breaking news here that two police officers at about 1.30 this afternoon, uh, that would be St. Louis time, were shot in their attempt to... Uh, capture a suspect who uh, may have been suspected for homicide. Both officers uh, were taken to Barnes, a Jewish hospital for treatment, and the police haven't released any other details. And this is just another indication of uh, how this is a nationwide problem. This just comes two days after two other St. Louis police officers were hospitalized with critical injuries on Monday evening. In that case, the officers were struck by a vehicle on Interstate 64 while responding to a crash when five others 
were also injured. So, I mean, is this or is this not getting out of control? I mean, I thought it was, I don't know, maybe I should be nicer about this, but I really did think it was a little bit not terribly useful for the president to call Adams and give his support for reducing crime. And one of the best things he could do for reducing crime would be if he would withdraw his comment that police officers are systemically racist. If uh, nothing else, that I'm not going to say that's the main reason they get killed. It's Black Lives Matter that's constantly putting a target on their back every time they say pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. But it is his, uh, it is his uh, support for that that creates enormous problems. Well, you know that we're having, you know, a tremendous financial problem under this incompetent president that we have. Financial fallout from COVID-19 is about to hit home. To pay for mountains and federal aid, the government has printed massive amounts of money. And that weakens the U.S. dollar. According to some of the brightest minds, your money is about to hit a wall. That means uh, reduced purchasing power, inflation, shrinking portfolio. Mass money printing is just about the worst thing you can do, and it really makes China very happy. Call now for a copy of The Dollar's Last Stand. Learn about debt cycles, hyperinflation, and the dollar's expiration date. Yes, there's an expiration date. Most important, see if you qualify to trade your dollars for gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit. Call 1-888-204-2141. The CCP virus has crushed the American dollar. Please don't let it crush you. The world's largest hedge fund says diversify now. Call 1-888-204-2141 for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand. And see if you qualify to trade your paper bucks for solid gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back. And uh, now we can get to uh, uh, chat with the mayor. We've got some very, very interesting, as usual, callers, very intelligent, very interesting callers. Uh, Let's go to uh, Larry in Brooklyn. Yes, hi there, Rudy. Hi, Larry. Uh, Good to speak to to you again. I heard your son on the radio this morning uh, being interviewed by Bernie and Sid, and I thought I was hearing myself speak before I knew it was on the radio. <laughs> he, he was good? I wasn't able to hear it. Yeah, he was very good. He was very good, good. He, and tough. He was tough. He, well, that's um, what we need, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, did I hear you right when you just said that Eric uh, and, that, uh, and that Adams uh, supports Black Lives Matter? Uh, well, you know, Adams uh, talks out of both sides of his mouth. But I think he has supported Black Lives Matter. But then he does a little dance about that. He says, you know, it's like he's supporting the, uh, the, 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 the slogan Black Lives Matter, but not necessarily the communist organization Black Lives Matter. But he leaves that very vague. And it, it, it's something you can't be vague about any longer. Uh, part of the problem here has always been Black Lives Matter. They are one of the reasons for the uh, additional uh, focus on shooting and killing cops. Every single protest of theirs, and they claim they have peaceful protests. I'm trying to find one that didn't become violent. 
but let's assume they have peaceful protests. But every single one of them, every single one, one of their main chances, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Now, that translates into kill cops, kill cops to any person listening to it. And they've had a series of those. I mean, it goes way back to Dallas where they were having one of their protests yelling that. And some guy went out. I think he shot and killed five cops. And he admitted he was motivated by Black Lives Matter. I mean, the guy uh, McNeil, who shot the two officers in New York just now. I mean, the New York papers uh, have censored the fact that he was part of the uh, Moorish sovereign nation. Now, the Moorish sovereign nation is a black separatist group. Had this been a white separatist, who shot a black person or police officer. This would be in every single newspaper that this guy had a connection to a white separatist group. Now, I don't know a white separatist group that has the kind of violence attached to it that Black Lives Matter or that the Moorish Nation does. But this guy had plenty of literature, plenty of involvement with the Moorish Nation. A lot of his fighting with his mother was about his very radical hate white, uh, hate police attitudes. There were uh, pictures of police officers being killed. He was obviously extremely influenced by the uh, propaganda of the last couple of years to make police officers uh, uh, evil, to demonize them. President Biden has certainly contributed to that by saying that police officers are systemically racist. Systemically racist means Translation, all racist. Now, why is there no discussion of this? Why? Why is that left out? Why are his motivations not uh, explored when they tried to make um, when they tried to make Rittenhouse a white uh, separatist? Uh, there are still people that believe that Rittenhouse killed two black men. Do you understand the crooked, dishonest? country we live in right now because of the mainstream media they're warped and they are doing tremendous damage not just to our lives but to our form but to our to our form of government and to our decency it's really really tragic i must say really really tragic so let's go to jimmy in brooklyn Hello, Mr. Mayor. You remember the Dinkins supporter that went into Freddy's in Harlem and shot a bunch of people and killed them? That guy, when he was captured, the police went to his house. His house was full of Communist Party literature. I do. I do now, now that you're saying this, I do remember it, Larry. Yes. Jimmy, yes. This, this movement oh, is very... Jimmy, this, Mr. Mayor, this movement is very big. You know, in chemistry, there's a formula. In baking, there's a recipe. You need a key or a combination to open a lock. There's a way to understand all these things going on that seem separate, but there's all one common denominator. They're all part of the communist movement. When you study and read the communist and Soviet publications, particularly the ones that are put out by their intelligence agencies, you could understand this, you, you meaning the general public listening. You read one book written by a mafia leader, and from that one book you were able to understand the mafia and help to destroy them or weaken them. 
I've been reading the Soviet and communist publications over half a century. I've attended their meetings. I have their, some of their internal documents. Most of this stuff, we could, we could lay it right out to where it originated from. Mr. Mayor, we got totally outsmarted. Biden was put in office by a Soviet front group, and he's going to be confronting the Soviets now. It's like they're on the, the same team. What if Putin now pulls away? And that the threat is over. Our media would make Biden a hero, and then they could win the 19, to 2022 and 2024 elections. The Soviets don't want Biden out of office. They see that he is, his ratings are low. This could be a deception. Could be, could be, because usually what you see is not the case. So I, 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 I don't discount that at all as a possibility that this is a, uh, a way to make Biden look strong so that basically they can have a guy in Washington they own just the way China. I mean, China really owns him. I mean, China's got him locked up about 15 different ways, money, compromising pictures, uh, his natural weakness, uh, the fact that he's been favoring them 12, 15 years. Between Russia and China, I mean, if America comes in third, we're lucky, right? I mean, he's got Russia. He give, and, and then there are things that he's done that are unexplainable, like giving Russia complete control over energy in Europe. That makes it very hard then for, for, for us to rally the Europeans to help us with Ukraine, since he's done something catastrophic to Europe, giving, giving Russia far more power over it, or giving up an air base 400 miles from China which could become enormously important should there be any kind of military problem with China, which it looks like China is trying to develop. And the worst part of this is this American press that we have isn't an American press. They don't raise things in the best interest of this country. They raise things in the best interest of their businesses, like let's not criticize China because we can make a lot of money there. So I think uh, you're an enormous resource for us with your knowledge. Of what's going on. I mean, in, in connection with that, uh, Kamala Harris, for example, is going to go to the swearing in of President elect Zamora Castro on thurs Thursday. I don't know if this Thursday or next Thursday. Now, Zia, I don't expect you to know who she is, but this is important. Zamora uh, uh, Castro is the newly elected president of Honduras. She is left, far left, very far left. To say she's a communist, you could probably say that. She certainly is the first socialist elected president of Honduras and the first woman. But her husband was a prior president of Honduras who was thrown out in 2009. And he was thrown out in 2009 because he was deliberately trying to create a Venezuela-type government in Honduras. He was very, very close to Chavez. He was very close to Castro. And uh, there was a military overthrow. <laughs> the the uh, Obama administration basically supported the communists, uh, but it didn't work. Uh, they were able to install a non-communist government in Honduras. Well, they won the election one way or another. Just to show you how dangerous this person is, uh, the vice president, Salvador Nasrallah, has a long history of communist affiliations and extremely volatile anti-Semitic statements, including, of course, the general trope that Jews control money all over the world 
and are the source of our main problems. So this is what we got as an as a as a um, administration in Honduras, and we are sending our vice president to honor these two anti-Semitic communists. I don't know. Are we on the road to communism? Are we there yet? We're certainly at socialism. This is a pretty good indication you really don't give a damn. Huh? Also, uh, I I mentioned something about St. Louis before. Uh, The Missouri legislature has got a great bill, by the way, and I hope it passes. It's passed in 23 other states, and it's to recall school board members. Uh, School boards uh, in many, many places, and I don't want to overgeneralize it, probably not in a lot, because the ones we hear about are the ones with the controversies. But some of the things they have done have been extraordinary. It's almost as if they were... They were operating as the front line of some fascist organization. I mean, uh, having people arrested and having people thrown out and turning off microphones and not being willing to listen to criticism and lying about things and hiding uh, uh, sexual uh, uh, assault allegations when transferring people from school to school, uh, taking over sexual education of children, taking over health uh, affairs for children, saying things like, you know, parents should have no involvement in children's education. Of course, that was adopted by uh, uh, McAuliffe, the the, uh, the Clinton uh, bag person uh, who was governor once and luckily was defeated. Uh, McAuliffe actually said that thinking that everybody believes like left-wing communist-leaning Democrats, that parents should have nothing to do with education. He just expected great approval from that because they live in their own left-wing universe that's at the top of the New York Times tower beyond the clouds. And they uh, all reinforce each other in their left-wing communist ideas and are moving the country in this direction because they have an administration that agrees with them and they have a president that I don't know if the president's capable of agreeing or disagreeing with anyone. They have a president who is close to non-compass menace. So there are 23 states now that allow recall of school board members. Missouri would be the 24th. And I really suggest for those people in Missouri and for others uh, to support this and to try to make this happen, try to make this happen elsewhere. When we get back, I'm going to be bringing you the mayor's uh, final thoughts. I'm Rudy Giuliani, and with Common Sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution on the Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani, uh, again, with the uh, final thoughts brought to you by Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Again, Make your $11 a month contribution. I think uh, there's no period of time that emphasizes more the need for this with what's going on in New York and what I just told you about St. Louis and, and, and other places around the country. There is no question that our police are under attack because of the attack against them that went on in an unrelenting way last year during the political campaign where uh, Democrats, uh, number one, singularly targeted police, and then the others were very silent about it. Uh, For example, when Biden had a chance to call out Antifa and Black Lives Matter, he referred to them as an idea. Well, they're not ideas. They're murderous organizations. That's what they are. 
uh, Black Lives Matter uh, disgracefully has gotten uh, American businesses and others to support them, but they're a group that is dedicated to killing police officers. And unfortunately, uh, their work is now having uh, a great effect. If you look at if you look at this uh, recent killing in New York, it was done by a man who hates police officers based on the propaganda he's been subjected to over the last four, five, six, seven years, in his particular case, by the Moorish nation. So while, uh, while our, our uh, very questionable attorney general makes white supremacy his number one uh, crime issue, uh, somehow, you know, black supremacy resulting in the murder of two police officers doesn't really affect him. Uh, even though there's clear proof of that, and I see no proof of any kind of substantial, you know, white supremacy violent uh, movement. Even what they're trying to do with January 6th is, is, is absurd. Yes, it was a protest. Yes, it was a, it was a protest that got out of control. Yes, it destroyed some property. No, no gun was fired. No, they killed no one. The police killed someone under extremely questionable circumstances that they covered up. And uh, no interest in, 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 uh, in LaShawn McNeil's background and why he killed this, this, these police officers. But the real final thought has to be the following, and that is what our police officers are like, what they really are. And who they really are. They get a chance to reveal themselves at a time like this. Because we know that these two police officers and the third one who lived but was a great hero in, in eliminating uh, LaShawn McNeil. Think of, think of all the people he saved by doing that because uh, McNeil was on the road to, you know, violence every day just about. That's why his mother called. So let's examine racism one more time, and let's see who the racists are. Uh, Mora? Hmm? Is he a racist? Or Rivera? I mean, they, they got a call from, a, I, I believe, uh, a black woman uh, claiming that uh, there was violence uh, going on that would be directed toward her or someone else. So they go to a place to help a black person. But they don't ask if she's black or white or whatever. They just go, right? They have a non-racist response. And that's what then ends up in two of them now dead because they were trying to help an African-American woman. Mr. Mora has gone so far as to donate his organs to try to help uh, people. So in, uh, in, in three different ways, the police commissioner has pointed out, this man has served uh, his city nobly. First, becoming a police officer and putting his life at risk. Two, giving up his life to protect the city against a very dangerous predator. And number three, giving his organs to others that now may live. That's a New York City police officer. They are not, Mr. President. Systemically racist. Mr. President, it is far more possible that you are. Examine your statements. Examine their statements and actions. And I think one would come to the conclusion that you're the one that needs remedial education in racism. 
because the things that you said have been abhorrent and the people you've associated with even worse than that. Well, we're going to be with you again tomorrow. I want you to pray for our country and feet, and also pray a prayer of thanksgiving, which I always remind you to do. I want you to get down on your knees tomorrow morning when you wake up and say, thank God I'm in America. And keep raining your blessings on us, God. And we will do everything we can to be worthy of it. God bless America.